Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Lightly Salted Podcast. Nikki and I finally got a chance to catch up for this week's episode, and it was so great to hear from her about how she has navigated this last month and all of the changes and exciting things that have come along with becoming a new mom. We talked pretty in-depth about her birth experience and going back into the hospital shortly after delivering her baby girl. Um, We also talked about her postpartum journey thus far, and Nikki has shared so much of this on her personal social media. She's been pretty open and honest about all of the new mom experiences that she's been going through, so I feel like it's been so inspiring to watch her and just to see her life in this phase of her life from afar. So I would definitely go check out her social media and just look at some of those posts that have been so honest and so inspiring. We also have been boosting our podcast Instagram. So if you aren't following us, definitely check us out on Instagram at the Lightly Salted Podcast. We're going to be posting a lot more and trying to get our listeners more involved because We have loved and appreciated your support so much. So starting this podcast has truly just been so much fun and so exciting, and it wouldn't be what it is without the support of all of you guys. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And of course, thank you for rating and reviewing our show. We see every time you guys listen and download and we always read the comments and the reviews. So thank you guys. If you haven't already, you can leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple or Spotify. It does help with getting our show out there and the algorithm and everything that goes into that. So we would love to hear from you guys, of course. And We just really appreciate all of your feedback. So please continue to tell us the things that you like and don't like about this show so that we can continue to grow and evolve this podcast. In this episode, we talk so much about the concept of both and. This was something that I learned about a year ago, and it's basically the human ability to fully feel both one thing and have the capacity to feel an entirely different thing simultaneously. So I think when we recognize our human potential to hold space for so many different emotions at the same time, it allows us to exist a little more freely and not put so much pressure on ourselves to feel like, I guess, just in an either-or mindset. Life is sometimes either or, and sometimes it's black and white, but I think more often than not, there is always space for both and. So for example, allowing yourself to work hard and rest or experience happiness and sadness at the same time. You'll definitely hear us talk more about it in the conversation. So I will turn it over to the full episode. Our audio might sound a little quiet in the beginning, but it's just because we're getting situated, so I promise it gets better. We hope that you guys enjoy this conversation as much as we did. The sun is like life-giving. I know. It's It's been amazing. It's been been so so nice. So how is like... How is the life though with Evie? I can't wait to see her. Okay, so yeah, life with Evie is amazing. Um, I have days where I feel like I can like be productive and get things done. Yeah. And I finally figured out the like the I have like a wild bird sling where I can wear her, and that's nice because I can get things like done around the house. But then yeah. I have days that I just want to lay with her and do nothing on the couch and just soak in. Like yeah. her newborn snuggles and naps and just have to be completely okay with being super lazy, which has been really, really different for me being somebody who is so go, go, go all the time. Like yeah. that's an identity shift in itself kind of. Mm-hmm. Like it's been it's been nice to be reminded to like slow down, but it's also been 
really hard yeah. because it's also one of those things like I'm going to talk so much. <laughs> There's seriously, <laughs> There's I was so thinking much. about this today and just like getting to catch up with you. There's so much. There, like it's been 4 weeks yeah. and I feel like it's just been the most transformational 4 weeks like of yeah. my entire existence. And it's crazy because I you have talked so much about the both and yeah. concept. Yeah. And honestly at first I was like <laughs> I don't really get that, but that is legitimately motherhood. Mhm. Like like I said, like being a go on the go kind of person, like wanting to do all of the things. Yeah. And like kind of aching for that. And then when my mom comes over and she watches Evie and I'm able to go do the things, I miss her like the second I leave the house. Mm-hmm. So it is like, it's just one of those things. You kind of like mourn the person that you lost that you were. Yeah. But at the same time, you're in, you literally have like rediscovered your entire purpose in life. So you're, Losing one thing but mm-hmm. gaining, like, the best thing. Right. And it just is yeah. and both and. Yeah. And you have to be able to, like, accept that you can feel mm-hmm. both of those things. At the that same is time. Yeah. literally postpartum. Like, in yeah. a nutshell, the entire thing is, like, I feel this way, but I feel this way entirely, too. And they're totally contradictory. Yeah. <laughs> so explaining that is, like, the most ridiculous thing. Like, yesterday – drop of a hat, started crying. Keegan was like, what are you crying about? And I was like, I wish I could tell you I need to go to my journal. (laughs) Like this morning when we were talking about what time we were going to get together, I was like, I need to journal this shit out. Yeah. So much going on in my head. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it has honestly been absolutely amazing. And I cannot believe that I have a one month old, like that she's a month old already. And I've watched her grow like two full inches and gain over a pound and just starting to smile and starting to like follow and track you with her eyes. And like, and then that's another thing too. Like you get so excited about all of the things that are to come. Like, oh, when she's holding her head up completely on her own for longer than two minutes at a time or whatever. And being able to smile at dad when he comes home from work and actually be like smiling back at him and like knowingly. But then at the same time, you don't want to wish away where she is right Mm -hmm. now because I love her little newborn scrunch. Yes. (laughs) Just how small she is. Yeah. So you're Ugh. just like, I'm glad that you're able to take it all in though. And like Me too. And that's something I am so thankful for a job that has allowed me maternity leave, even mm-hmm. just 12 weeks. And I know there are countries that give you so much more than that. I didn't have that luxury in my last job. And it truly right. is like I can't imagine. Like I am excited to work again because I have my purpose with work too. Mm-hmm. But I am – that's going to be so hard for me. Oh, yeah. So hard for me. Yeah. Like, I already look at her and I'm like, okay, we still have eight weeks yes. of this bliss, but <laughs> we only have eight weeks. <laughs> I don't know. I think this can also go both ways. But, like, I look at Keegan and there's parts of me that are jealous that he's starting a new job mm-hmm. and finding his purpose through work and mm-hmm. getting to go out and have conversations and – do that, but then I know that he's also probably envious of me yeah. being able to soak in all of that time with her. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. I wish there was like infinite amounts of time for everything. Like me too. why can't me it be too. like fully fulfilled and satisfied like in in like your family mm-hmm. role and then also still like have your work trying to just maintain that balance. Has got to be so hard. <laughs> I and I can't imagine it. Yeah. Like I'm not there yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I will definitely say it takes me a hell of a long, a hell of a lot longer to get out of the house. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like I was late before. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> like, that's yeah. a whole new. And it's so funny. Like, and I think everybody is kind of like this, but I was very selfish before. I think like I only yeah. had my schedule to worry about, mm-hmm. and now like. With everything with my whole postpartum journey so far and getting readmitted to the hospital, which that's a whole yeah. other conversation we could literally go into. Yes. So much. Um, but like getting postpartum preeclampsia, I've had to be on like blood pressure medications and taking my blood pressure and logging it into my chart every day. Wow. And those things are just it's such a small little chunk of the day, but it's things that like I'm so worried about her mm-hmm. and like making sure she's good and like yeah. just wanting to soak up all my time with her that like 
taking care of myself. And I have to. Like, I know that I have to. And I've started, like, reintroducing yoga and getting back to some of my practices a little bit, too, and then just trying to, like, incorporate her into them. But, yeah, like, completely transformative in that way, too. Like, Yeah, I feel like it's such, like, a mom characteristic of, like, as soon as you give birth, it's just kids first. Like, I think it's the craziest thing, too, because I've never – I don't want to say I've never loved other people's kids – but I haven't. Like yeah. I never would volunteer to be the one to babysit or, oh, yeah. or whatever else. And newborns mm-hmm. freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Like holding something that small yep. and that precious That's how and literally I feel. someone else's everything. Yes. It's terrifying. a lot of pressure. Very, yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. And they're so fragile in their necks and their heads I and know. they can't balance. And they're yeah. it's like a whole again, like dependency. And when it's your own, it is the most instinctual thing. Like comes so naturally. That's it's amazing. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I I'm excited, yeah, to meet her and see her and like she's wonderful. And yeah. she's such a like I I don't really have anything to compare her to, but I feel like she's a very like happy, content yeah. baby. And she cries obviously too in that. No, she's really content and she's just perfect. Yeah. And she looks like her dad. I carried her in my womb for nine months and she popped out looking just like dad. That's funny because we all say like everybody over here feels like she looks like the Avery side. Really? Well, that's how I felt too. I thought that she looked so much like kid. Yeah. Maybe I need to look at my baby photos. I really do, I think. I've seen a lot of Keegan's baby photos and I see his like nose and upper lip. And her eyes are blue, but they're, like, starting to go hazel. <laughs> so I'm like, that was the one thing that I thought yeah, um, was kind of characteristic of me. But I feel yeah. like she kind of has, like, the Avery jawline. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how yeah. she grows. But. It's, like, so many changes mm-hmm. right now. And, like, for the it's first crazy. couple of years, I feel like they just changed so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's And it's honestly so wild. This is kind of... I don't know, this is kind of a random thing, but it's something that I was journaling about this morning and something that I read and that really stuck with me. People don't talk about how difficult breastfeeding is. Mm, mm -hmm. It's amazing, like the most beautiful thing. And I don't want to come off in a way that – I don't know. I don't want to come off in a way that I'm not like super grateful for that experience, but it is very demanding and it is very difficult. Yeah. and that's a whole nother thing thinking about going back to work and like how to keep mm-hmm. that going because I need her just as much as she needs me. But it yeah. is like what I was – what I had read was that newborns associate themselves as being like mom and baby one unit until they're like nine months old. They don't realize that they are like a separate being. Yeah. And when you're going back to work after 12 weeks, you're kind of – making that separation a little bit. Right. And it's just a really crazy concept because she is so dependent upon me mm-hmm. right now. Like I am her food source. I am like everything. we are everything we do, yeah. we do together. So I don't know. It's just it's wild and it's I've never felt so needed by yeah. <laughs> one individual. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. I feel like you're like glowing in uh, this. Like, I feel like I'm such a mess, but that's okay. No, I, I think it's messy. It is, there's a lot of hormones. You're feeling a lot of things. And I don't think, like, I knew postpartum, like, I knew that there was going to be a lot of emotions, but I felt like a crazy person getting readmitted into the hospital. And that was something that was like absolutely valid. Yeah. Like, you got home for two days. You got to enjoy two days of what was normal. You went in to get your blood pressure checked and you got readmitted into the hospital. Like that's traumatizing in itself. You just left the place. But my emotions were just absolutely fucking AWOL. Felt like a crazy person. I was crying all the time. I feel like I've gotten past that a little bit, but I definitely am still emotional. And it's emotional over things that you're just like, why the hell am I crying? Why is that hitting me so hard? Yeah. But – but, I mean, that's real. That happens. Uh-huh. I feel like people don't talk about the postpartum quite as much either. Right. Of, like, what can happen as far as, like, emotions well, and, it's and just – to me that you have one checkup. At yeah. S- like, you literally leave the hospital and you don't get a checkup for six weeks. It's crazy. And then that's it. Yeah. Like – there's like nothing There's after. nothing after that. I mean, you can go to therapy and things mm-hmm. like that if you're still – if you're having any um, like postpartum anxiety or depression at that point. But 
it just is really mind blowing to me. Right. And it's something, and I know we've talked about bringing Heidi on the podcast mm-hmm. and I really, I haven't reached out to her yet, yeah. but I would love to get her on here. Me um, as well. But with Mind Body Baby, she is opening like a new collective. I don't know if you saw that, but she's expanding no. to a new location where she's offering like um, postpartum physical therapy for pelvic floor therapy. She's offering therapy for women going through postpartum. She's just offering oh, so amazing. many different ways to support women yeah. through, I mean, prenatal all the way postpartum. And even after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Which is really cool. She has a – I haven't gone to it yet just because Evie got her first cold. That was terrifying too. We almost took her to the ER at like two weeks old. She And she can't clear her throat on her own. She can't blow her nose on her own, obviously. Right. So we got this like mucus sucker – it's called the Frida. Um, but you literally like – it looks like a crayon and you put it to her nose and then I suck out all the boogers. But there's like a plug that keeps it from getting into my yeah. mouth. So it's kind of not that gross, but it's gross. Um, <laughs> but anyway, she I've had her first those. cold. And so I was like, I don't want to bring her into an environment where she could get – I mean, we're literally going into the holidays and my yeah. doctor said that it was her first of 10 colds in her first year or 10 sicknesses, which is scary. 10? 10. She's building oh up that little gosh. immune system. So scary. And Keegan's kind of a germaphobe. So he's like, ter- he was terrified. Whole another level too, which just, we were both really freaked out by it. But she offers a baby and baby and me yoga. So like Evie could come and be on my mat while That's I'm cool. doing yoga. And yeah. then um, she offers like a fourth, fourth trimester postpartum group after that where moms in the community bring their babes all together and then it's just like an hour just conversing enjoying bagels and hanging out with your littles and being able to I love that kind of connect with other moms too yeah having some support Mm -hmm. that's great I'm so glad we're doing this I needed this like this more than I podcast well just to it. talk yeah just to talk it out I mean yeah. journaling is one thing too and that yeah I yeah. did journal today and that helped too but like just being able to like talk it's very therapeutic and I feel like Matt said that after his recording last week too like you just don't realize how much you are feeling until it's there yeah 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 until you're conversing it out so I know I'm glad that people like I get that feeling too and I'm glad like everybody kind of feels like that just Mm -hmm. from talking things out on the podcast because like that's what it should be like well and then just shows like you're part of the conversation too. like I always love listening because even though I wasn't Mm -hmm. here with you and Matt when you were talking I felt like I was yeah part of the conversation yeah so because that's how I feel when I listen to podcasts too is like you're you're a part of it and like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it helps to show how important like talking things out can be. You know, oh, it's so – I mean, it's – yeah, therapy. Yeah. yeah. It literally is literally. what it is. So, okay. I want to know about your going back into the hospital and the okay. whole preeclampsia thing. How yeah. did you know? Um, So I didn't know. Okay. Um, I got – Because I was looking it up and that it can be like very serious. So serious. Yeah. Yeah. I and was I like, oh like I knew about – preeclampsia, like that women get it in into their like second and third trimesters. Like I had a coworker um, who I worked with at Style Encore who got diagnosed with preeclampsia and she was like on bed rest yeah. through her whole third trimester. Yeah. And yeah, just super, super traumatizing experience. I've always kind of had like teetering on high blood pressure um, and I – Got to like the end of my pregnancy and my blood pressure started getting a little bit higher, but they weren't like they didn't diagnose it as like hypertension or anything like that um, or preeclampsia. It just was like right on that threshold on like the two numbers. Your normal range is like 120 over 80, right? So mine was like 130s to 140s over like high 80s. So that's kind of where I was trending. I went in... To, so when I went into labor, I had high amniotic fluid levels and then my blood pressure levels were starting to teeter on high. So the two things in combination, they were like, we just don't want to like prolong it, which freaked me out in itself. But after I delivered, my blood pressure was still like teetering on high. So they scheduled an appointment with me the following Wednesday, like basically within three days of me leaving the hospital, they wanted me to go back in and get it checked. Okay. So I'm going in to just get my blood pressure tested. So that's already like making my blood pressure higher, right? (laughs) Um, So I went in to get it tested and I felt a little bit off that day. So it was the Wednesday I delivered on Saturday, went back in on Wednesday. 
I definitely felt a little bit off, but I was kind of associating that as being the first time that I was away from Evelyn after leaving yeah. like the hospital because I just left her home with Keegan. I was like, I'm going to be there for 30 minutes tops. I have a diaper bag that I got a zipper replaced on. I need to go pick that up. Like I had like mm-hmm. a little mom goes away for yeah. an hour like date to myself. And I went in for my appointment to get my blood pressure tested and I was 160 over 110, which is really, really high. Um, And instantly started like bawling like I was so terrified because then the doctor's talking about getting readmitted potentially having like seizures when your blood pressure gets that high like you can have preeclamptic seizures but I wasn't seeing any lights I wasn't feeling dizzy like I wasn't showing any of those signs which is great because apparently it can escalate really fast yeah so like if I hadn't been readmitted that probably would have happened yeah so then from there she was like we're not gonna send you right away we're gonna measure like your protein levels and do some lab work so then I got sent down to the lab had to get blood work done had to do a urine analysis my liver and kidney function was off too. Like my okay. levels were way high. I don't even know. I didn't look into like what levels were high, but I was told that they were high. And yeah. so um, I went home. I got a call like an hour later that I needed to pack myself up, Keegan up, Evelyn up, and we all needed to go back to the hospital. I was able to stay in the postpartum unit, thank goodness, because at first I thought I was going to have to go stay in the ER. And in the postpartum unit at Butterworth, I felt so taken care of. Like I honestly, my care team for both my labor and my postpartum care were absolutely fantastic. Good. Um, But I got readmitted on Wednesday and then I had to be basically hooked up to a 24-hour magnesium sulfate drip, which is a seizure preventative like medication. So it was basically an IV that made me feel like absolute shit. I it like started out and I was kind of feeling fine. And then it basically like tranquilizes you. So all of my muscle function was really off. Like most hospitals, if you get put on that, they don't really allow you to drink liquids and you're like hooked up to like a catheter. Like I had to have a nurse put a strap around me to like take me to the bathroom because my legs weren't working. <laughs> like it That's it was scary. not it was not cool. I'll show you a picture after this. Um but basically it felt and looked as if I was high, drunk, hungover all at once, <laughs> kept getting progressively worse and I had none of the fun stuff that would lead to any of those feelings. So yeah, yeah. that was it was really Um, It was really something. And then while at the same time trying to figure out Evelyn's latch, Mm -hmm. my milk's coming in. Yeah. um, Hot mess express going through all the things. Never pumped before in my life. Breastfed a baby before in my life. Like trying to still like navigate all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then poor Keegan, the best support person ever. But he had literally one week of leave between starting a new job and leaving his last one. He had one week home with us and he spent – four of the, well, five of the seven days in the hospital with me. So he was extremely supportive. The best thing ever. I mean, through my labor and everything too. I don't think that I would have, like if roles were reversed, been able to do what he did and support me in that way. That's incredible. He was absolutely incredible. I love that. And when my muscles weren't working, he got all the poopy diapers. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so bad. She like... Because my I was just having colostrum before my milk came in. Yeah. So what is that, by the way? Do they drink uh, that? Yes, okay. they do. It's from what I have heard, and this is so not scientific. So <laughs> <laughs> take this for what it is. But colostrum is basically like, from what I've heard, like liquid gold. Like it's a lot of antibodies. Yeah. And okay. That's what I thought. Really, really good stuff in the beginning, but it's yeah. what you get like before your milk comes in. Okay. I will do more research on that. That's a really <laughs> we can horrible fact explanation. Check it. But yeah. once Evelyn got her first cold, I had some of the colostrum like stored in our freezer, so I was able to give her that, and it like helped. Cool. It helped kind of get her back to health. I think. Don't they say I that breast that. milk can like heal? Like you mm-hmm. like put it on baby wounds acne and- wounds. Yeah. Like Ev- okay, so Evie, her nails are growing like freaking weeds. Like I feel like I trim them every single day, and she still is like. <laughs> And her hands are always at her face. Baby refuses to have her arms swaddled. So she's like constantly arms up in the air, like antlers, full effect. She just always yeah. has her hands up. Um, 
And so she naturally like is cutting her face with her freaking nails. Yeah. Um, but breast milk does heal that. So it's like you put that on there and then within 24 hours, she like no longer has a cut. So kind of cool. Yeah. I feel like breast milk has a lot of different like benefits in that way. But where was I going with that? Colostrum. Um, were we still talking about like you being in the hospital and like having yes. that? Oh, we were talking Shift. about poopy diapers. Oh, yes. Yes, um, yes. So yeah. So <laughs> I took her in. So I went in on Wednesday, got readmitted to the hospital. But on Tuesday, she had her first appointment with her pediatrician. So I took her in there and I was nervous. I was like, she hasn't had a poop in like almost 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Which they say she's supposed to have like five poopy diapers yeah. or five wet diapers, three poopy diapers or something like that. She's supposed to be meeting all these goals and she was not meeting them. And he was like, totally normal. Your milk hasn't kicked in yet. Okay. Give it 48 more hours. She will have like an intense blowout. So we get readmitted to the hospital. She hasn't pooped yet. Oh, man. Keegan got – oh, poor Keegan. I love him so much. But he had his fill of dirty diapers within – that first like 24 hours that I was hooked up on the magnesium drip. But I'm trying to think. So yeah, 24 hours on the magnesium drip and then I had to be monitored um, and still having my blood pressure tested for like an additional 12 hours, I think. But within like when I had that magnesium going on and they were like monitoring everything and my my levels were kind of like getting back to normal. The magnesium doesn't actually help your blood pressure get back to normal, but it helps with the other like my liver function and everything like that because it's kind of like flushing things out. But when I was hooked up to the magnesium, I was having to get my vitals checked every hour on the hour and taking a ton of different medications. So they're coming in, giving me blood pressure medications. I'm having all that going on. And then every hour on the hour, getting my vitals (sighs) tested while I have a newborn who's like not sleeping super well. But then after the 24 hours, then they only came in and checked every four hours. So that was nice. nice. We kind of started to... Get yeah. some sleep again, I guess. Yeah. But what a ride. What a ride. How was it then getting back home after like the hospital? And then you got Bliss. to really settle in. Bliss. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, getting back home was fantastic. I mean, just getting settled back into our house, kind of getting settled back into our routine, being able to just soak up time like in our cozy space with her, knowing yeah. that her and I were both good. It's such a cozy space too. I love your house. It's so nice. <laughs> it's it is so, so nice. Cozy. And we still have so many unfinished projects. It's insane to me. But it is very, very cozy. And it's just, I mean, being home. Yeah. Like I think like having all of the wonderful things that she that we were blessed with with our baby shower and yeah. everything else. Like you just have all of your mm-hmm. all of your things that you need. And she's been, I mean, when I say that she's really content, like from the beginning, she's been on like a three hour sleep schedule. She's like, she sleeps three hours. She Mm -hmm. eats, she sleeps three hours. She eats. Um, she's starting to get a little bit more alert. So she's not necessarily sleeping the full three hours, but she'll have her eyes open. She loves our basket wall. She loves lights. She loves looking at lights. I can't wait to get a Christmas tree in there. So I can just like put her under the tree and let her look at all the lights. But yeah, she's just super super content. She lets mom sleep. She's growing. She's keeping her milk in. So good. Yeah. It is nice. Oh, we're going to take a quick pause to hear a word from our sponsors. You guys know that Nikki and I love yoga. So we had to partner with a company that sold yoga mats and apparel, but not just any yoga mats. We really wanted to work specifically with Yoloha Yoga because they sell sustainably sourced cork yoga mats. They are all natural, free of any harsh chemicals, and super comfortable, supportive, and they have the perfect grip to allow for optimal performance. Right now, they are running an exclusive 40% off sale for Black Friday and the holiday season, so it's the perfect time to purchase a mat for you or someone that you love. Head over to yolohayoga.com forward slash the lightly salted podcast or click on the link in the show notes below to check out their amazing yoga mats. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp. We know that there are a million ways to navigate this life. We talk about it all the time on the podcast, but guess what? You don't have to navigate it alone. BetterHelp is an online therapy platform, and they make finding your perfect therapist easy and affordable. 
They match you with a licensed professional that they think will be a good fit. And if it isn't a good fit, you can easily switch to a different therapist without having to worry about insurance or who is in your network because none of that should prevent you from getting the support you deserve. So if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes below or go to betterhelp.com forward slash lightly salted. Clicking on the link helps to support our show and it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. Okay, let's get back to the episode. How did you feel about your birth experience? I know you were so open-minded to like whatever might happen. I thought I was so open-minded to whatever might happen, but I definitely wanted it my way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I realized that really, really quickly. Like even just the talk of induction and I... Mm -hmm. I am so glad that I read all of the books that I read and that I mentally like prepared going into it. But at the same time, I think that that really scared me yeah. of like the the potential yep. things that can happen. Um, so I read a book called Natural Hospital Birth, which was amazing. I highly recommend that because it really did help me feel like prepared for all of the different ways that it could go. Okay. Um, so I didn't feel like a stranger to any of the things that were talked about or recommended. But when I went in, I – so I went in on Thursday. Doctor told me that my amniotic fluid levels were high, which apparently 20 – I think it's like – I don't know what the low number is. Like 10 to 25% is like where a normal amniotic fluid range is. 25% you're getting like – you have a high amniotic fluid. Gotcha. Um, And I was like 0.3 over that. So 25.3% amniotic fluid is what was going on. And that was cause for concern because I had a lot of amniotic fluid in there. So when I went in on that Friday, so my due date for like my stress test um, where basically they're like monitoring baby's heartbeat and her activity um, within like a 20 minute time frame, they want to see her have some really active bumps like four times within that 20 minutes. Okay. I was on that machine for 45 minutes and she was not being super active. I think she had like one or two areas of like activity. Okay. Um, and they were low activity. Like her heart rate wasn't climbing. It wasn't going as high yeah. as it should be. She was just a very like resting heart rate. And they were concerned that the umbilical cord, because there was so much extra fluid, might be mm-hmm. causing like a cutoff in some of her blood supply. Um, so then obviously I'm scared of that too, because I want her to be the safest that she can be. And so then they started talking about induction and mm-hmm. wanting me to go right over to the women's triage. And I had discussed this whole plan with my doctor that I was going to give it until Monday. Yeah. And if baby didn't come on her own by Monday, then I was okay with being induced. But I don't know why the idea of being induced just freaked me out so much because you're you're going in and they're doing it for you, right? right. Like your body's not naturally doing it. Right. Um. And so – that whole concept really freaked me out. I was crying a ton. Keegan had to go get our hospital bags. I was getting admitted right into the labor and delivery floor. And I was just terrified. Um, I was already three centimeters dilated at that point. So typically, if you're not dilated, I think they do like a pill to start the dilation or the cervix thinning or yeah. whatever. Um, but I was past that point, so we couldn't do that. They really wanted me to get to four centimeters dilated. So I think that we had Pitocin started at that point already. So I had Pitocin going. Um, I was group strep B positive, which is like a bacterial infection that can be passed on to baby. It's not harmful to the mom at all, but it is a bacteria that can be passed on through delivery and it can cause baby like meningitis and a bunch of health things. So I had to be hooked up to a penicillin antibacterial drip IV, which I think that kind of freaked me out in itself too, because if your labor like goes really fast, you basically need to have the antibiotic going for four hours before baby delivers for her to like not be Mm -hmm. as at high of a risk. So that was a whole thing too. I had an IV attached to my arm the whole time that I was in labor, which I think is pretty normal. Like people have like fluid IVs going normally anyway. Yeah. Um, But I had a lot of needle pokes, a lot of bruising, obviously all the blood work with the postpartum stuff. So like I just had bruising yeah. all over my arms. But I had the antibiotic um, 
going and the Pitocin they started and then they recommended a Foley bulb balloon. I don't know if you've ever heard of I've that. I've heard of these. Okay. So oh most gosh. stories that you hear, and I didn't even put this in my birth story on Instagram or Facebook because I just, there was too many characters and I just, I don't know why I left this part out. I probably should have included it because I feel like there are so many traumatizing stories about the balloon. Like yeah. everything you hear about a bulb or a balloon, I feel like is really negative. My experience was not negative, Good. but I was absolutely terrified by it the second that they mentioned it. So I told them that I needed 10 minutes to process. I whipped out my Kindle because I knew that I had read about it. And essentially, I decided to just go ahead with it because I only needed to get one centimeter further dilated. The way that I was reading about it um, or got to the point of thinking about it is that the balloon is essentially like they insert it in there and it like mechanically opens you up more. So mm-hmm. it's doing what your body like naturally would do like without yeah. medication. So it in my opinion felt more natural yeah. in a way. But yeah, essentially they like insult insert this bulb, they fill it with liquid and then it like mechanically opens you up a little bit more. Wow. Um and then it just like falls out, which was the weirdest thing. Um like it just once you hit your 4 centimeters dilated, the bulb like pulls out or falls out when the doctors okay. come and tug it out. So that was fine. I think it was only in there for like an hour. Um, I've heard different stories. If you go in and you're not dilated at all and then you have that and it has to be there to get you to four centimeters, Mm -hmm. like that's in there a lot longer. There definitely was pressure with it. It was not super comfortable, um, but it was doable. And then because my amniotic fluid levels were so high, I was having contractions every one to three minutes for from like three o'clock all the way to midnight. And I did not feel a single one of them because I had so much fluid in there. It was basically like a cushion, which very thankful for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's like a game changer. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, yeah, definitely. Because once, once we broke my water bag, I felt them mm-hmm. um, for sure. felt them. Uh, <laughs> so I decided to basically they came in and they offered like the epidural, the anesthesia, the laughing gas, like all of the different options that you can get for pain management. And I just told them that I wanted to like just see what it was like. And if I needed it, I would know that I needed it. But I wanted to try it and see how it would go without. So at that point, I think it was like eight or nine o'clock, still not feeling my contractions. They're talking about breaking my water to get things going. Um, again, I didn't realize how adamant I was about like wanting it to happen naturally, but I was pretty adamant about that. So even talking about them, like breaking my bag of waters, I'm bawling. Like I just absolutely, absolute mess. (laughs) So many emotions, um, terrified of everything. Uh, (laughs) but I decided that I wanted to give it until midnight. And then if I was not able to like break my own water bag by doing like all of these exercises, Mm -hmm. then it would be fine that they did it. So I did all of these early labor exercises, which again, really thankful for because when I went in, she was posterior. So she was like spine to spine with me, which can lead to a lot of back labor, a lot more pain. And it's not like the most optimal position. Like she was still head down. Um, She wasn't breech or anything, but yeah but just not the most optimal position that she could have been in. And Mm -hmm. I think that is true for a lot of people. And then as babies navigating their way through the birth canal, like they rotate kind of on their own. I didn't even realize that. So really like the best position would be head down. Chin tilted and then back towards your belly. Belly. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And they kind of like, like, I think that they like naturally get there. Yeah. um, Sometimes. But I, so doing a lot of the early labor exercises and stuff like that. The hospital like provided those for me, but I had a lot of them like in my toolkit from birth prep too. So I brought my whole um, push prep folder that I had taken from Mind Body Baby and that course that I did with Heidi and had all of that. So Keegan and I had like talked through a lot of those different like positions and ways that I wanted to try to labor um, to get her to flip naturally. But I did a lot of like tabletop position. I did a lot with the medicine ball, like the birthing Mm -hmm. ball, Mm -hmm. um, sitting on that, trying to get my bag of water to pop and it did not. Um, So at midnight, doctors came in and basically they take like a dull crochet hook is how they described it. And they just go in and they 
pop your bag of water. Really? Uh-huh. Um, and so I think, again, I think this is why I was so freaked out. Like just seeing like the yeah. things and you're yeah. like, oh my God, what are you sticking in me? That was kind of terrifying, I guess, but it was fine. Um, and at the time I thought that my water had like fully broken. Like I was definitely leaking, thought that it was yeah. all there. But apparently Evelyn like acted as like a little plug. So she like plugged all my waters in. So anyway, when I gave birth, <laughs> I gave birth to a whole lot of water too. It was um, a really climactic experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, after they broke my water, I definitely was feeling all of the contractions. I honestly do not know how women do labor for extended periods of time without an epidural or any pain management medication because I was in active labor for three hours where I could actually feel my contractions and it was it was a pretty painful three hours. Um, I would say it was painful, but it was doable. And I don't remember much of it now. Like, yeah. I'm so glad I journaled my yeah, experience right down away. because once you have baby, like it all mm-hmm. just goes away. But yeah, Keegan was the best support person and I knew he would be, mm-hmm. um, but he is absolutely 110% my balance and my calm and my grounding. Um Oh, <laughs> he was so amazing. I just, I'm so glad that you had him. And yeah, I, he was so good. Like I, obviously I was in like a ton of different positions. He hosed me down in the shower with hot water on my back while I was in a lot of pain. Um, He swayed, like we kind of like slow danced. And I feel like that's a lot of women say that that is a good one too. For me, I had so much pressure in my butt. I could not sit. <laughs> um, and people say that like sitting is like dilation station. Like that's where the magic happens. Sit on the toilet, you'll dilate. Like that is what people say. But I literally felt so much pressure in my butt. That was not an option. I was not sitting. Um, So I was like on all fours in the bathtub, Keegan hosing me down. Um, I was standing a lot. I tried sitting on the medicine ball. I did a lot of like, it's going to be kind of hard to explain, but like sitting on all fours, like tabletop position, but with a medicine ball under my top half, Mm -hmm. like leaning in it onto it. Yeah. I don't know. And then they have like a peanut ball, which is like two medicine balls kind of like that, like the shape of a peanut. Yeah. Literally. That's why they call it that. Um, but like side lying with that in between, in between your legs. Um, and that is a good one too. And it just, all of those different positions like really help your pelvic floor and like, if you're changing positions every 30 minutes, like it helps baby kind of like navigate their way out. Okay. So anyway, Keegan was fantastic. I think I labored like that for like two hours. Nurse team was amazing. My nurse Madeline was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, How much are the nurses like by your side during throughout like the labor? Um, Do they come and go? She kind of came and went. And to be honest, I feel like a lot of my – labor experience and I know other women that I've talked to too like I went very internal I think like I tuned out a lot of things like I didn't even know my nurse's name until Mm -hmm. I asked afterwards like I was so in my own Keegan Mm -hmm. was playing music I didn't even like hear the music really until like nurses would be commenting on like oh this song is fantastic and then I'd be like (laughs) oh this song is fantastic um but seriously like you just go into like I also thought that I was going to be, like, a quiet laborer. I don't know why, but, like, even all through push prep, like, I was not, like, about, like, the loud, like, outward. Like, release that energy. Yes, no, I was very, like, (laughs) release that energy. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, like, and thank God for the nurse team, too, because they were able to, like, keep reminding me, like, find a flow state. Like, I know that all you want to do right now is, like, yell and scream, but try to breathe through it because mm-hmm. fighting it is makes it so much worse. Like, once I got to the point where I was able to kind of, like, find some peace in it, um, yeah, it hurt a lot less. Like, once I was able to kind of, like, ground myself, which, again, would not have been able to do without the best birth partner in Yeah. Keegan, so. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. I think, um, I feel like you went into it so educated, I think, because you did so much research on your own. 
I feel from what it seems like. Yeah, and I feel like I did not get to that point until I hit like 30 weeks and then okay. I was like I am a very go with the flow kind of person and I don't think that this is something to be go with the flow about. I mean, I think that it yeah. is, but I do think that like at least yeah. for me I'm really glad I knew my options because that was something that like in talking to women and obviously you hear a lot of birth stories that don't go Mm-hmm. as positively or as well. I mean, everybody's got yeah. their own experience. Um, but I think a lot of the trauma that women carry in their first time going into labor is that they felt rushed to make decisions mm-hmm. or didn't know what things were like yeah. emergency. You need to make a decision now versus yeah. what things you actually have time to think about. Like the the balloon, I didn't need to do that. Like that was not a medical emergency for me to do. Like same with breaking my water at midnight. I I could have had my water break at six in the morning, but Mm -hmm. I would have been in labor a lot longer. Yeah. And it would have taken me a lot longer to meet baby. So it's good things to like think about. And you said um, like with the balloon thing, you said, you know, I'll think about it for like 10 minutes and then water breaking, like let me come back to this at midnight. Yeah. Let's set a time and – yeah. We'll make it happen, but I would like to keep trying to make it happen yeah. on my own terms first. Yeah. And like advocating for yourself. I feel like we talked about that mm-hmm. a little bit before, but yeah. And really having like your birth partner, whoever that is, like having them be mm-hmm. advocating for you too. Yep. Um, yeah. That was something too. Um, I love that it was just the two of you. And I remember we talked to your mom like the day after, like Saturday. Mm -hmm. And um, well, I guess she was born on Saturday, but like that night. Yeah. And like your mom was just, she's just so sweet. And she was just talking about how incredible the two of you are and like how you're just, you guys got it. Like, yeah, it's like your moment and like how intimate of a experience it is Mm -hmm. and just. And it's funny yeah. because going into it, I wanted my mom there. Did you? Because mm-hmm. I've always said like I want Kim and my mom there, but now I'm like, I don't know. It is it is so funny. Like I – oh my goodness. My mom is amazing. Heidi was amazing. Like the support and just them yeah. visiting. Like I definitely needed that. They visited me the day that I got induced. They visited the day that we had her. They visited the following day. They brought us meals when I was – postpartum and got readmitted and the whole thing. They were just absolutely incredible. But yeah, part of me, like I had some, and I won't even say they were irrational fears because I think that they were valid, but I did have a lot of fear going into labor just about like, I've always kind of had like constipation issues. And so I was really nervous that I wasn't going to be able to push correctly. Mm -hmm. Or if I did get an epidural that I wasn't going to know where to push or how to push or that my, like my body just wasn't going to naturally know what to do. And it does. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, your body's literally made for it. Um, But I really wanted, I think that for me, I felt like there would have been some peace to have someone in the room who had been through Through it before. So I think that's where I was kind of coming from. And I was like, I want Keegan to be up by my face. Yeah. I don't (laughs) want him down there. And then my mom can be down there. Yeah. (laughs) She knows what the, she knows what's going on. Yeah. But Keegan was here, there, and everywhere, and he was absolutely amazing, and he – it's so funny. Like, we were talking, and he's like, I've had so many guys that are like, oh, don't look. Yeah. But he's like, I'm so glad that I looked. Like, that was the most incredible thing to witness, and like – Yeah. Yeah. He just – again, just incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um. But yeah, there was a part of me that did really want my mom there, and I think that that's just like the comfort of having – my mom there. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I am really glad that it was just Keegan and I and that we were able to have that. Like it is a very intimate experience to go through with somebody. And I don't think that – not that my mom couldn't have kept me calm because I think that she says all the right things. But I also think that she would have seen me contracting on the screen and been like, oh, you're about to have a contraction. You know what I mean? In that like motherly, yes. motherly way. Whereas yep. um, Keegan didn't do that. So this is technically our Thanksgiving episode because it'll be this Thursday. Uh huh. So what are you feeling thankful or grateful for? I think right now, just all of the support. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, somebody told me before, before I gave birth to Evie, like somebody was saying, like, do you have a meal train set up? And I was like, a meal train? What's what the hell is a meal train? No, I don't have a meal train set up. But honestly, like. 
in the beginning, especially the first two weeks, like not having to think about cooking or prepping meals yeah. as a, as we're like adapting. And honestly, breastfeeding hunger takes pregnancy hunger to like a whole new level. <laughs> I eat nonstop. I feel like I've gotten a little bit better, but I was like yeah. every time I'm breastfeeding, I'm eating something. Like I just – yeah, eating nonstop. Absolutely nonstop. But the meals saved us. Um Alyssa, you were fantastic. I mean, I made chili mac. I <laughs> ate all of my breakfast sandwiches, yeah, all good. of my breakfast burritos, lasagna. Um, we just had kind of like never-ending support in that. Like my parents, Heidi and Gary, they have brought tacos. My parents, um, every time that they cook a meal now, they cook too. Like they just That's have amazing. been absolutely incredible. We've had friends stop over with meals. Yeah. Um, and just not having to think about that. Yeah. Um, or make grocery runs or do those kind of things when you're fresh in it, I think has been really awesome. And then just the check-ins too. Like I, my mom will stop over and just be like, hey, go to Alta, go run your errands, go do what you need to do. Um, or Heidi babysitting <laughs> Evie for an hour while I do yoga or like whatever else, like just all of those little things, Grace checking in, you checking in, like yeah. people just even sending a text like, hey, I'm thinking about you, just that support because mm-hmm. I'll have days where I'm like, thank you so much for checking in. I'm unwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I'm, it, it is nice to have that check in because normally I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. But like, yep. no, today's a bad day. Like I'm not okay today. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I think – and we yeah. talked too about like the isolation bubble a little bit. Like when it's just you're you lonely. and Evie at home. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, and again, like one of those both and like you're feeling lonely, but at the same time you're so fulfilled and there's right. nowhere else you'd rather be. But mm-hmm. like you, your lifestyle is shifting. Like yep. even like, and not that I was a heavy drinker or anything before, but like it feels really weird too because I'm literally making a choice to have a couple drinks or breastfeed my baby right like yesterday we had friends over for the first time which was amazing we played mario kart and evie slept and hung out (laughs) and was carting with me and the whole thing (laughs) but i did have a couple of drinks and i had to pump and dump seven ounces of milk and then after my second drink i was like no i don't want to drink anymore (laughs) like that was devastating to watch that all just go down the drain um and obviously she had a bottle and dad got to bond with her over a bottle so it was great and it is like the whole both and thing though. It is amazing that as humans we have the ability and the capacity to like hold space for both. Uh, absolutely. I think yeah. it's and, great and that we can feel that so range fully, of emotions. Yeah. So fully. I think it's incredible. Our potential as humans, I guess, to just mm-hmm. like yeah, feel those emotions and hold space for this life that is so big. There's so much yeah. to unravel. Like yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so flip the switch. <laughs> since I feel like I've been talking a ton, what are you thankful and grateful for? Hearing everything. Oh my goodness, I I've been thinking about this quite a bit. My gratitude for this time in life is honestly work. Okay. Um, I've been so grateful for the opportunities that I've had at work and just like promotions that have led to so much personal uh-huh. growth. Like I think managing a team and just being put in different situations, it shows you a lot. And I've just grown a lot in that way. Good for you. And I love that. Yeah. Have you gotten another promotion within the last four weeks? <clears throat> yeah, I just did. Oh my yeah. God. Okay, <laughs> share, 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 share. Um, so now I'm I'm still supervising my same team. Okay. But I'm basically like one step higher and then I'm bringing like a mentor below me. So okay. I'm going to mentor somebody to Training. fill my spot and then I'm moving up one. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So now like my mentors shift just because it's like a little bit higher, you know, yeah. it's like climbing that corporate ladder, like yeah. literally, but well, congrats. thank it's you. So exciting. I'm excited. It like, it just helps me feel like security too for yeah. the, just this next year. I'm like, oh, like that just feels a little bit better than you where I was. Is, so th- this was something else that I like, there have been a couple things that I have heard that have just like stuck with me over the last uh, like couple weeks, but one of them I was reading. So a fr- one of my friends had bought like a manifestations book um, for me that has like little prompts about just like manifesting 
your goals and, and what you want in life. And one of the things that really stuck out to me in a chapter that I had read this week was don't chase the goal, chase the emotion. Mm. And that was really interesting to me because you think about that. So like if your goal is to be way up here within your corporate job, how do you break that down in a way that gets you there? It's chasing the feeling of Mm -hmm. security. Mm -hmm. So like even myself, obviously one of my biggest goals is freaking saving money because I'm terrible at it. (laughs) And that was something that you guys talked about on the podcast last week with Matt um, about being impulsive humans naturally. (laughs) And I'm a very impulsive person, especially when it comes to money. It's horrible. Um, I'm getting better. But I think having a baby has made me better because I – double think about like, I don't need that shirt. What the hell are you doing? You do not need another shirt. But just like that feeling of, okay, so I want to have this amount of money saved or I want to get a car that is family, like a family vehicle. So I need to save this amount of money. I need to pay off this amount of debt or whatever else. But chasing those goals can seem so monstrous. But Mm -hmm. if you're turning down an impulse purchase – and having that feeling of stability yeah. or the feeling of being able to have money carry over from one paycheck to the next and that emotion that goes with it, like that's the feeling to chase that will mm-hmm. get you to the bigger goal that you're going after. I love I that. that makes sense, yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. I feel like this might be a little bit different, but I love to manifest things or just, you know, bring that into my life. Mm-hmm. And something that I do a lot is like I'll manifest – Um, like emotional states so like how do I want to feel because if if like climbing the corporate ladder isn't gonna make me like how I like okay what if I become really high up in my company but that's not like a good life work balance right I wouldn't want that then yeah so like I'd want to bring in something that's really gonna make me feel satisfied but also stable and supported and safe like that would be what I would manifest um and so then you're chasing the feeling yeah. or going after that. Yeah. yeah. But I like to be challenged too. So I definitely want to be in like a in like a role where I'm challenged. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I love that. And I feel like that is so it really resonated with me when I was reading about manifesting and really manifesting that feeling. I like or that. that like desire. Yeah. As opposed to just the end goal. Because again, yeah. you have to know your why behind it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, manifesting the way that you want to feel or the emotion behind it as opposed to just the end number or whatever it is. Like how is that going to make you feel? Same thing with like health and fitness, right? Health Mm -hmm. and wellness balance in that way. Like that's such a good one. Right. It's like you can have a goal to lose 20 pounds, but what is that going to get you? Like are you going to feel stronger? Are you going to feel healthier? Are you going to be able to keep up with your kids better? Mm -hmm. Like like what are the the whys behind that? Right. It's mm-hmm. I love that actually thinking about your whys because I've been like off the fitness train for a few weeks and I like want to get back into it. But I'm like, I don't want to do it how I used to do it. Like I'm so sick of that. Mm-hmm. I want to do it because I want to feel good. Yep. And it doesn't have to look like I going to the gym every day. Yoga yeah. has come in for me yeah. because it does make you feel so it does. good. Yeah. Um, yoga is a great one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I actually looked into Mind Body Baby, even though I'm not a mom. I like yeah. might just drop into one of their classes. Absolutely. I'm I'm honestly contemplating a membership and I need to figure out like what yeah. I'm gonna trade off in order right. to do that. Um and if I would be able to realistically, like when I go back to work, be able to go over four times a month and have that be mm-hmm. like part of my routine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, just having a sense of community and I've I've tried like funky buddha that one was mm-hmm. good is that what it's called yeah funky buddha. yeah funky buddha um and then I've tried twisted yep which I liked too and I really <clears throat> like just youtube like yoga with adrian and mm-hmm. doing that at home like I love that too granted you don't get the same sense of like community maybe yeah um I mean even those apps mm-hmm. are good are you guys doing Thanksgiving with Keegan's family too? Mm-hmm. The same day, like on Thanksgiving Day? Uh-huh. Yeah. We were talking about this and I think eventually <clears throat> maybe we'll have to switch it up and have one of the families do it like the Saturday after the holiday or something. I And yeah. I don't know. But as more people in the family start having kids, I think it gets yeah. hard to kind of balance those schedules. But we are doing um, his family 
is doing their dinner at noon and then our family is doing it later in the day. Okay. Um, and I think it gets kind of hard because he's got um, his grandpa on um, his mom's side is getting a little bit older too. So I think they want to go earlier. They can't drive in the dark, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. And I know grandpa and grandma on yep. our side are kind of feeling that same way. And obviously, so it does I think get they're hard. just kind of in the same boat. Mm-hmm. So like that, I think both families really wanted to do that like noon time frame. I think that we yeah. found a good way to kind of balance that out and it's still not too late. But yeah, we'll be going to both. So fun. I'm excited. That's crazy too. So like I, and again, like my whole maternity leave, like I feel like like I'm four weeks in, I still have eight weeks. Like I still yeah. have two that's, thirds that's a of long it left. Time, yeah. But I just know how fast this season goes. Like yeah. it literally, Christmas is going to be here before we know it. And mm-hmm. then, then I'm going to be having the work scaries on like for me <laughs> having to take care. And, yeah. Oh, figuring that piece out too. So that'll be like January, right? Like the first mm-hmm. week. Um, no. So I did. Four weeks paid parental. I did short-term disability for six weeks, and then I did FMLA for two. Okay. So I did take a full twelve. Good, good, um, good. So I I go back like mid January. Okay. Um, and I'm excited to be back. Like I'm yeah. so I am honestly once I I think once I hit six weeks and we get past like Thanksgiving and the busyness of that. Yeah. I want to bring her in to like introduce her to my team because yeah. I know that they're excited to see her too. But oh, I love that. Um, yeah, I definitely miss everybody. I'm glad that I'm still in some group chats. I do check them like once a week. I know I shouldn't be, but I do like just peek in there because yeah. I like to know what's going on still. But yeah, do you have access to any of your work stuff? Only the group chats. Okay, I was gonna say my work. <laughs> I've like, been shuts like it cut down. off on everything else, yeah. and it probably should be deleted. Like I know that. <laughs> Um, I got deleted from one of my group chats. Like they started a new one without me in it, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I definitely shouldn't be, should not be checking it, but yeah, I do peek in there. And things like I got professional clothes out of my closet because I'm not wearing them for the next eight weeks. Like yeah. I have been surviving in like leggings and loungewear. Yeah. Um, how's the postpartum journey from that perspective? Like, how is healing recovery? Like, how are you feeling? Honestly, I've been. I feel like I've bounced back pretty quickly. Yeah, you um, look great. Thank you. I didn't have any tearing or stitches or anything. So that that piece I feel like has healed up probably faster than yeah, than like, I think maybe other people have. I will say that my like I said, my pelvic floor, I need to keep doing yoga. Like I need to do some exercises there because I cough and I pee. Like it. <laughs> It's just gone. Yeah. Um. I went through a lot more diapers than I thought I needed. Like I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be like good to go. And I wore diapers probably for like two and a half weeks. I just bled a lot longer yeah. than I thought that that I yeah. was going to. I didn't know what that would look like. And I will say like as far as a postpartum goes, like breastfeeding has helped. Like when she feeds, at least in the beginning when she was feeding, I was contracting still. So that was like getting my – uterus back to normal yeah like it was doing what it was supposed to be doing like I was still having like contractions after smaller yeah. on a smaller scale um and definitely not painful by any means but yeah. like just kind of felt like cramping yep um but apparently that's normal and your body goes back to normal I remember when I was in the tail end of my pregnancy somebody that I had followed on Instagram shared her story and it was a a good experience. I'm sure yeah. that it had its trauma that came with it because your body literally goes through trauma. Like, yeah. yeah. There are traumatic parts of every birth story and everybody's story is so different. But reading hers gave me like a, it can be done. Yeah. Kind of thing. So. Amazing. Yeah. How is it like having the first grandbaby on both sides? Are they like so excited? So and- excited. Yeah. They're so excited. I mean- Gary, so when we first gave birth to her, Gary was sick. So he, Mm -hmm. I felt so bad. He wasn't able to meet her for like 10 days after we had her. But he was so smitten, like so, so excited when he did get to meet her. Um, Heidi has been amazing. We went um, this past week, we went for a walk in the park because it has been so nice. Like for November, the sun has been like life-giving. Um, and it was actually really warm. Like, I feel like it was like 60 that day, not windy. Um, and so we went for a walk in the park and she got to like push the stroller and walk with 
Evie and it was just really cute. We were like going over bumps and wee, like, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, but it, it's been amazing. I mean, Evelyn is so loved. So, so, so loved. That's um, great. Yeah. My parents adore her. I've stopped over there a couple times um, and they've obviously come to visit a ton too. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like my mom has said this too, but just seeing your kids become yeah. parents, mm-hmm. I'm sure is yeah. the craziest um, yeah. and most rewarding and most proud like feeling. Yeah. You raised them and now they're raising mm-hmm. someone else. So I didn't know how much I needed it, but yeah. I'm so glad that we did like good get to catch up and talk and it's been four yeah. weeks and that's too freaking long so it's, let's yeah now that i'm like back and yeah next time maybe i can bring abby and she'll just hang out with us here but that would be fun um yeah yeah it was so good anything else any final words obviously most of our catch-up was to really catch up with you and touch base and hear how things have been going so I guess I just want to say I'm really thankful for the pod and I'm thankful for the community and I'm thankful for being able to like have all of the conversations that we've had and have the mm-hmm. guests on that we've had. And I I really hope that people are listening to the conversations because I feel so genuinely inspired by everybody that mm-hmm. we've brought on. And I think we've been really intentional with the people that we have chosen to have conversations with and yeah. the what we've been talking about with each guest has been very specific mm-hmm. to what we want the community to get out of it. And I mean, all of these people are so inspiring. We could have conversations about so many different topics. Um, yeah. But just feeling extremely, extremely grateful for this space. Oh, I love that. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening and want to help support us, it would be great if you could leave us a rating and leave us a review. It means so much to us. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Lightly Salted Podcast if you want to stay in the loop on everything happening behind the scenes. Have a great week, everybody, and talk to you next Thursday. Thursday.